Welcome everybody to Leading Ladies, episode nine. I'm super excited to have this next leading lady on. Uh, she's the president of PAC, People Assisting Animal Control, which is a nonprofit organization here in Corpus Christi. Her name is Cheryl Martinez. Thank you so much and welcome. Thank you for having me on. Yes, so fun fact about Cheryl, she's my first guest that I don't know personally. <laughs> and so in a way, you're almost like a guinea pig because I, I don't have like background personal information on you. Um, but I'm hoping to get to know you yes. in, in this process. So, uh, yeah, just thank you so much for being on. Okay, so your love for animals. Tell me about that. Where did that begin? When I was little, mm-hmm. my, my mother loved animals, worked at actually animal control and helped them out. So I used to go over there as a child all the time. So Really? Yeah, I was uh, raised helping in a shelter, and we had tons of animals. They used to do field trips to my house because I had so many pets. Wow. And are we, are we talking like domestic pets? Or uh, all we had guinea everything? pigs. We had guinea pigs. We had a, like a fish room. We had of like Ooh. exotic fish because we had shrimp boats and we had a bird room and we had, you know, a bunch of dogs, cats, um, wow. ferrets, mice. I mean, just all kinds of. That's so cool. Yeah. So we, yeah. So we, the kids would, um. I was going to come hang out at my house because I had lots of pets. Yeah, so I think that's neat. That That's kind of a theme with the leading ladies is that, you know, oftentimes we're inspired by strong women in our lives, and it sounds like your mom was one of them. When it comes to the animals, she was always about the animals. I've got to admit that animals always came first when it came, you know, when I was growing up, and they still come first with me. Yeah, okay, so animal control. I, I want to, I mean, for me, when I think of animal control, it it kind of has like a bad connotation to it. It is. And I think that's, and that's why I started this organization because the way I saw it was. Which is incredible. I love this so much. Nobody wants to help animal control, Mm -hmm. you know, or they bash them and they don't understand what they go through. Mm -hmm. Okay. So animal control was in a situation where they didn't have any budget. They didn't have, you know, money to do things. And, and I kept asking questions. And finally the director of finance for the city said, why don't you just start a nonprofit? And I was like, Oh, Okay, that way we could get funds yes. and help them. Right. So I did that. and Well, you did them a huge favor. <laughs> and well, and I was able to help them quite a bit, and we implemented lots of things there at Animal Control. The good thing that I was able to do was also become go to Animal Control Officer Certification. I, I did all of that to wow. learn because I thought, how can I help an organization without knowing what they do? Absolutely. And then you have yes. a respect for what they do. Um, I got euthanasia certified. Mm-hmm. Things that oh were really goodness. hard, but I had uh, to do yeah. it because I wanted to make sure that I knew what they were doing. And it made me appreciate the job that they do. Um, there are some great people that work there. And they love the animals. You know, mm-hmm. no, Nobody wants to have to kill an animal. Of course. Okay, they of don't. Um, unfortunately, you know, animals, of course, end up in shelters. They have gotten... Now, when I was there, it was probably only under 10% of animals left alive. Now, it's probably about 85%. Okay, that is phenomenally yeah. significant Yes, big, uh, big change. So we were able to help with that. And then when we were there, we used to do all the adoptions for animal control, our organization did. Mm-hmm. And then we realized, well, every time we're adopting out one animal, there's 10 more coming in. Yeah. So I went to a bunch of, I go to national conferences. I speak and do a lot of speaking at other conferences. And... Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine with ASPCA, and she said, well, spay and neuter is the answer. Mm-hmm. I said, well, okay. So I started learning more about that. And then, of course, we opened up our clinics. And we, our goal is, of course, to help people and help. We focus on the underserved areas in the mm-hmm. city. Well, yeah, which to me is the probably right. most problematic area, right? 80% of the people in the United States spay and neuter their pets. 
80% of people that live in underserved areas do not spay near their pets. And it's basically because they don't know. Right. So the way that you change that is to make social change. Mm -hmm. I compare this to Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Mm -hmm. 30 years ago, 25 years ago, it was nothing for someone my age in my late 40s to be out there, you know, drinking and then drive home. Mm -hmm. That's not cool anymore. Yeah. No, I know the culture (laughs) is totally changed. Yeah, it's changed. Well, if you go into the underserved areas, you'll see all the dogs are tied up. All the dogs are not spayed mm-hmm. neutered. Yes. That is, that's all they know. So in order to change that, you don't judge. You help mm-hmm. them. You get them to trust yes. you. You work with them. So we focus on that. So out of our 7,300 surgeries, spays neuters we did, almost 5,000 were free. Okay. Okay. So most of ours, a lot of them are free. We we put our revenue back from our a vaccination clinic back into free spay neuter. Yeah, I saw that. That yes. uh, I mean, it, it's what do you, like a positive feedback loop kind of thing that y'all have set up, and it's just ideal and amazing. And it helps because we can say we put our money back into the community. Yes, we will get grants, but we we know either way we're always going to put our money back in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have tons and tons of programs that we have, and we're able to help make a difference every single month and see animals get spayed and neutered. So we have uh, two surgeons. Um, and then we have two veterinarians in the other clinics. So we have four veterinarians uh, that work here, and it's it's busy. Yeah. Um, we, yeah. I, <laughs> I I brought my a dog here, and definitely, you know, y'all have so many people. And that's what I was wondering: is do does everyone know about you guys? You know, I don't know. I think a lot of people think that in order to come here, that they need to be low income. But we're open to the public mm-hmm. because here's what I tell people: I bring my animals here because I know that my money's going to go back into the community. Yes. Yes, there is. Oh, a, I love that. That's such an incentive. Yeah, and that, that makes you want to help. Um, I mean, I will say that even on the days, and of course I try to come at times that I know it's not as busy because mm-hmm. I don't want to wait as long. Because you got the inside info. <laughs> but I don't get any special treatment like anybody else. I have to wait too, but I know well, Fridays are not as bad. Right. Um, you know, we you hear recently, that? Fridays. Fridays. Not Fridays are not as bad. <laughs> we've opened up two clinics, additional clinics right, during where? the week. I, I here. No, here. That. Oh, okay. So we have, we used to have Monday, Tuesday, and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Now we have Wednesday clinic and then we have a sick clinic on Fridays. Oh. So used to be we wouldn't see any animals that were sick. Now we do. Okay, good to and know. Yeah, so y'all are it's, expanding. It's a ten dollar office fee, mm-hmm. and we'll do anything from, you know, if they have skin issues, if they have diarrhea, they have ear problems, you know, anything that's kind of obviously not major. Right. Of course. You know, we don't do X rays, yeah. but we can do we can do everything. We have microscope, we have lab mm-hmm. machine, we have everything. Okay. So our goal and what we focus on is keeping pets and their and their families together. Mm-hmm. The way that we do that is we have different programs that we work on that, um, and we do what's called a pet retention program. So people that maybe not love their pets but may not have the resources to help keep them, right? we help keep them together. So this actually reminds me, because I uh, was able to do a little bit of research on you guys, that y'all assist the Meals on Wheels mm-hmm. you do. for pet owners. So Animeal, it's called Animeals. Okay. Uh, these are people that are elderly and disabled. Mm-hmm. Um, we help about a hundred pets a week and what we do wow. is we have volunteers that bag up food they take to delmar west campus mm-hmm. and then they deliver it to the meals and wheels the elderly and disabled people that are that are the recipients of the meals and wheels program were feeding their food to the pets because they couldn't afford to right, feed them right right and i always wondered that i yeah. mean being an elderly pet owner I get stressed out thinking about it. And so obviously you have thought about it as well and are like covering the bases there, which I think is like amazing. Yeah, it's been, we've had it for several years now and it's, uh, we think we started off with about 20. We're at about about 100 now. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's another great program. We also, uh, we partner with the food bank. 
Mm-hmm. So at the main food bank, yes. people that go over there and they uh, get food for their families, we'll offer them free spay and neuter. Once their animal gets spayed and neutered, they can get free food for their pets. Yeah, I mean, so, okay, everything that you're telling me just sounds like these brilliant ideas. Are these, I mean, is it like you and a team? Like, how, how do y'all come up with this kind of stuff? Do you just, like, determine a problem and think of a creative way to fix it? Like, it, what's the process? It depends. There, There's... Sometimes the sick clinic was actually my staff. I was doing evaluations and saying, oh, we're going to open a clinic downtown, another area. And they said, you know, we see so many animals coming in that need more help than what we can just give them on wellness. Why can't we do a sick clinic? Okay. Okay. Um, Animals, that was something that that had started years ago. I'd seen it, I think, on a documentary. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of these, because myself and staff, we go to conferences all over the country. Right. Um, That's a big thing. Mm -hmm. So we recently, this actually hasn't even been announced yet, so you're the first one to (gasps) get this. Yes, I was hoping you would do something like this. Oh, exclusive. Yeah, this is exclusive. So the Humane Society of the United States is a national organization, Okay. Uh, they're not only in the United States, they're, of course, they're all over the world. Um, they actually came down here a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So there is a program that is called a proactive program called Pets for Life. Okay. okay? Pets for Life is basically a program where we are proactive instead of reactive. Oh, I love it. As a community, we tend to be reactive. Oh, we have a problem, let's fix it. This is a more proactive approach. What it is is you, fi- you, you find your underserved area. You have one, you have a staff member where all, they, all their job is go door to door. Hi, I'm Cheryl with PAC. We'll let you know we're here. How can we help you? Do you need anything? Even if you don't, here's our information. Call us if you need anything. Wow. A lot of the people in the underserved areas may not be comfortable going to a clinic or because they're scared they're going to be judged. Yes. By going to them and building their trust, that's how you get them to come to you. Mm-hmm. This program is only in 35 cities in the United States. Two cities in Texas, we are now the third. Wow. We got chosen two weeks ago. Uh, we leave to Los Angeles in two weeks to go for training, and then the national team will be coming down here to Corpus Christi for more training of any volunteers and people that want to help. We go in the community, we block walk, they teach us, mm-hmm. and then we start. Oh my goodness! So what? So what are we thinking? Like summer, fall? Uh, oh no, it'll be about early summer. Okay. Um, they will fund us. Um, they will put a lot of money into this community, mm-hmm. which is exactly what we need. Man. Yeah. So yes, they're going to pay do. for the staff. They're going to pay for. I mean, they're, they're going to pay for all the expenses for this program. And when I was walk, driving around with the um, with the, the person that came, the director of the program, you know, she said, well, it looks like everybody needs, they have holes in their fence. So we're yes. going to supply you with something to fix that. Oh, my goodness. So it's going to be great. Yes. Oh, so how does something like this process get initiated? Do you reach out? How- I bothered them a whole oh, bunch. <laughs> It makes me so happy. I was, uh, I would be, after I had uh, gone to a conference, and I've, I've known about the program since 2015, mm-hmm. after I'd gone to a, to a conference, I was e- I was literally emailing them probably every few days. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't forget, we would be interested. And then what happened was the Pets for Life said, well, we had, they had some funding from Hurricane Harvey. She goes, well, it's for Texas. And the director of Texas for Humane Science, she's like, Cheryl Martinez, Corpus Christi. She came down here and she said, I mean, we got it before. So it's only San Antonio, Dallas, and now Corpus Christi will be the third in, in the state. That's amazing and such a, yeah. an accomplishment and like a triumph for you. This is this is like my dream come true. When I when she came down, I thought, we're getting assessed. This may not work. Mm-hmm. By the end of the day, she's like, yeah, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I can just tell the passion is there. The knowledge is there. The fact that you have undergone 
uh, the same training that animal control employees have undergone. Mm-hmm. I mean, clearly, you know what's what's what we need, and the fact yeah. that you reached out for it to me is so great. I saw too. I guess it was was it last year that you got the grant. From PetSmart. We've gotten grants from PetSmart, ASPCA, Petco. So we've gotten quite a few grants. Um, myself and a couple of other board members have also be, we're actually certified cruelty investigators. Not that we do cruelty investigating, but if we ever needed to help animal control with something, we are right. certified cruelty investigators where we could do that. Right, okay. So we try to continue. We always, Amazing. the way I see it is, it's not just me that needs the knowledge. It's my staff. It's my board. The more training you get, the more knowledge you get, the more engaged you get. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also why people don't really leave. Like, I mean, my staff, obviously, we do not pay a whole lot because we're a nonprofit. Right. They don't leave unless, you know, they're going to have a baby or they're moving or mm-hmm. school. But we haven't had anybody leave. I That, to me, says a lot about you also. The fact, and this is actually something that I've touched on with some of my other leading ladies, in particularly, in particular, Maddie Marlowe. Okay. Uh, when you have a crew that sticks with you mm-hmm. and, you know, y'all are a team and, it, and yeah. it's not so much, uh, you know, that they're subordinates or anything like that, but you guys work yes. together that, I mean, real magic happens. I mean, and you can tell uh, what, what you just described. I mean, that's almost unheard of. I mean. And they like... They enjoy their job, and I am, I'm hard on them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've some of my young, the young ones, they will say this is the hardest job they've ever done in their life. And I always tell them, if I'm walking, if you're walking through that clinic and I can walk faster than you and I'm twice your age, you better get moving. Word. Yeah, and they know. Yeah. And they know. They, but they also know I'm fair. They know they can give me ideas. And we will, I says, if it's not, if it's safe, it's not too expensive, it's not going to hurt anybody, mm-hmm. we'll try it. Mm-hmm. Because the more I, engaged they yes. get, oh that goodness. that helps them. That's so good. Uh, yeah, and a great way to be. I mean, because you're, you're giving them some freedom to kind of yeah. do their thing, you yeah. know, not, not micromanaging. And that, to me, is so great. So this kind of ethic that you have, not everybody has it. Were you born with it? I mean, was it led by example? No, honestly, I think um, I own two other businesses. So I run PAC, and I have two other businesses. So I've always been into the business. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do run this like a business. I mean, it's a business. And same thing when I was at Animal Control. You have to have a business mind. Yes, we have emotions. We have passion. But if you only have emotions and passion and don't have the business knowledge of it, you're not going to be successful. Correct. You know, and I cannot do it all on my own. I completely admit that. And if you try to do it all on your own and don't delegate, again, you will not grow. Yeah. Yeah. And that happens a lot, especially in the animal world. Um, I can say where we are right now is where I wanted to be. Um, in over 10 years mm-hmm. and uh, we've gotten it pretty quickly um, from from what I had expected but I'm glad because when we started we moved here in 2014 so this I figured location? Yeah, this location okay. yes because we were at animal control and then we 5804 airs 5804 airs yes, yes. <laughs> so when we moved here uh, in 2014 I thought well that'd be great by maybe 2024 or something like that well, we're 2018, and we're way ahead of what we expected. We have programs. We just we're continuing. We now start a new trapping to return program too. Yeah, that I, I wanted to touch on that because uh, that one is it specific for cats. Yes. Okay. So cats. So by doing that, I did the recent calculations for the city of Corpus Christi. We need about 46,000 outdoor community cats spayed and neutered in our city. Okay. 46,000. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So, and to get to what's called zero growth. And what you do is people think, well, if I have a colony of cats, I just want to get rid of them. If you have a colony of cats and if you 
trap him and take him and get rid of him and let's say oh, you're gonna go i'm gonna go take my animal control or dump him in the country it creates a vacuum effect more cats come in and take take their spot interesting it will never go away mm -hmm. the way you decrease the colony is by spaying neutering the colony that you have they will keep other cats from entering that colony and that's how you decrease it okay so even if you don't like cats and spay and neuter. What we did was we just got into, we just finally got an agreement with the city. We've been trying to do this for several years mm -hmm. where people can come to us. They have to come to a training and they can become what's called caretakers through us. Mm -hmm. Spay and neuter them for free. As long as we can have the funding to do it, we can afford it. Right. We'll spay and neuter them for free. And then they take them and they release them back. Okay. Okay. So, so when you say release them back, so like back on your street. No, back to their area. Right. Okay. Yeah, so you don't want to take them away from their area because they already live there. Mm -hmm. some, some people say, well, do I have to start feeding them? Obviously, they're surviving. Yeah. They're surviving somehow. Right. The bird people are, you know, get upset because, well, they're going to kill birds. I love birds, too. don't want birds to be killed. Of course, the cats are already there. Right. Let's try to keep them from multiplying. Exactly. Average cat will have a litter of four to six kittens. Mm -hmm. So that's not what you want right now. There's a lot of in-heat cats. Mm -hmm. Most of our cats coming in have been in heat. Oh, really? Yes. So if you figure four to six kittens, you know, 20 cats a day, that's a lot of cats. Yeah, do the math, definitely. Do the math, yeah. yes. So uh, I know someone personally, I won't drop their name, but you know her <laughs> and you helped her eradicate the, or what's what's the word? You, you, you stifled we, the growth. Yeah, we basically, yes, we just, uh, we are basically reducing the cat overpopulation you cannot do this with dogs okay yeah that, that was my next question because okay. dogs cats will not turn into pack animals and be a danger to the community mm -hmm. dogs do okay dogs will basically be have the pack mentality and they become a danger to the community okay okay so that's when they start turn pack then it's a public safety issue okay so you don't do that with dogs you do okay. it with cats though okay and so, and I also saw that you guys will provide a trap, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So they can get a trap. They don't have to pay us money. They have to just give us a deposit. They mm -hmm. get the money back so they can do it. But again, they have to come to our program and they have to be part of the program. Right. We Last week was our first meeting. We had over 50 people standing room only and we had to turn some people away. Wow. Um, so we are actually, well, some people left because there was no room. So we know the next one we're going to have to have at a different venue. Definitely. I thought we'd have like 10. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, the numbers that you have are blowing my mind. I mean, and it's obvious that the community has an interest in helping you as well. Yeah. Like you kind of spearheaded yeah. a movement. To have 50 people show up to yeah. an, an event like yeah. that. Yeah, that was, and that was great. It was, I thought this is just a cat meeting. It shouldn't be that big of a deal. <laughs> and it was. But I it was is. like, yeah, when I looked out and I saw the whole deck full, I thought, oh, okay. So, That's funny. We yeah. should start having like parking lot. Uh, events or, yes you know. yeah no it was it, it, it was great so our goal is to continue having these meetings every month to get more caretakers in the community to start helping more cats mm -hmm. okay so what can the community do to help you guys out because you're obviously helping the city out yes so how are. so how i mean tremendously so how can mm -hmm. just you know regular well most civilians... of like if you go to austin most of the programs that we do are the programs the city of austin does mm -hmm. and that's what we're doing okay mm -hmm. um we always tell people we always need always need Dry dog and cat food. Okay. That's easy. Okay. okay. Yeah, just a donation. Yeah. Okay. Dry dog and cat food. All right. Because we need it for all of our different programs that right. we have. Um, of course, people can always volunteer. Some people don't want to volunteer at a clinic because 
you know, they're going to probably be in there in surgery and they got to be able to handle that. But there's other things they can do. You know, mm-hmm. we have clerical things they can do that they can always volunteer. Uh, or even when we start doing the block walking with the new Pets for Life program. Definitely. They might want to go block walking. Yes. And so how, if they do want to become a volunteer, how do they go about? They can come by here. We have an application. They can okay. just fill it out and so then we'll get back with person. them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good deal. So anyone who's listening, they will take donations of food and they will also take <laughs> donations of your time. Yes. And money. We also take money. Oh, yeah. Always. <laughs> Always. I mean, just, and this is actually something I probably should have asked you straight up front, but I just need to know. When did you start this? Uh, I started PAC uh, in August 2010. Okay. We moved here in, in May 2014. So when you started? We were at Animal Control. Okay. We were just helping with adoptions. Gotcha. That's what we were doing then. And then when we realized we needed to make some changes and we moved over here, because it's right around the corner. Yes. And we could still help them with things. And then, of course, we would be able to make a bigger difference for the community. Uh, and you so have. And the community is responding in kind. And Cheryl, just thank you so much for thank being. You. I mean, thank you for being a leading lady. Thank you for all that you've done for the city. I'm not sure people realize that. And that's <laughs> part of the reason that I wanted you on. So just thank you. And I could talk to you about this forever. <laughs> and now we know how to help you guys out. So, thank you. Yes. And thank you.